evening is from Acts, the second chapter. Peter, standing with the eleven, lifted up his voice and addressed them. Men of Israel, hear these words. Jesus of Nazareth, a man attested to you by God with mighty works and wonders and signs that God did through him in your midst, as you yourselves know, this Jesus delivered up according to the definite plan and foreknowledge of God. You crucified and killed by the hands of lawless men. God raised him up, loosing the pangs of death because it was not possible for him to be held by it. For David says concerning him, I saw the Lord always before me, for he is at my right hand that I may not be shaken. Therefore my heart was glad and my tongue rejoiced. My flesh also will dwell in hope. For you will not abandon my soul to Hades or let your Holy One see corruption. You have made known to me the paths of life. You will make me full of gladness with your presence. Brothers, I may say to you with confidence about the patriarch David that he both died and was buried, and his tomb is with us to this day. Being therefore a prophet and knowing that God had sworn with an oath to him that he would set one of his descendants on his throne, he foresaw and spoke about the resurrection of the Christ, that he was not abandoned to Hades, nor did his flesh see corruption. This Jesus God raised up, and of that we are all witnesses. Being therefore exalted at the right hand of God and having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, he has poured out this that you yourselves are seeing and hearing. For David did not ascend into the heavens, but he himself says, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. Let all the house of Israel therefore know for certain that God has made him both Lord and Christ, this Jesus whom you crucified. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Holy Gospel according to St. John, the eighth chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. The Jews answered Jesus, Are we not right in saying that you are a Samaritan and have a demon? Jesus answered, I do not have a demon, but I honor my Father, and you dishonor me. Yet I do not seek my own glory. There is one who seeks it, and he is the judge. Truly, truly, I say to you, if anyone keeps my word, he shall never see death. The Jews said to him, Now we know that you have a demon. Abraham died, as did the prophets. Yet you say, if anyone keeps my word, he will never taste death. Are you greater than our father Abraham, who died? And the prophets died. Who do you make yourself out to be? Jesus answered, If I glorify myself, my glory is nothing. It is my Father who glorifies me, of whom you say he is our God. But you have not known him. I know him. If I were to say that I do not know him, I would be a liar like you. But I do know him, and I keep his word. Your father Abraham rejoiced that he would see my day. He saw it and was glad. So the Jews said to him, You are not yet fifty years old, and have you seen Abraham? Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. So they picked up stones to throw at him. But Jesus hid himself and went out of the temple. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, O Christ. In the name of our Lord Jesus, amen. Dermaid McCulloch is a pretty famous church historian who is professor of uh, church history at Oxford in England. He comes from a long line of pastors and servants of the church, but he himself is an atheist, and 
basically thinks that this entire Christian faith is crazy. He said, I live with the puzzle of how something so apparently crazy can be so captivating to millions of other members of my species. He isn't the first to say the Christian faith is crazy or even that Jesus is crazy. People have said that before. That's not really that unusual. We're going to see in a moment that people even said it about Jesus in the Bible. But there's a whole lot of other things that people think are crazy as well, like the creation of the world, or that God sends prophets to speak the truth that he brings to this world, prophets like Moses and Elijah, that Jesus is the Son of God that came into this world, um, that he performed these miracles the New Testament tells us about. And that even tonight, as we've confessed this doctrine of the Trinity, that God is very different from us as a being. True God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit as three persons. And not only that, but even God in the flesh, bringing perhaps the craziest thing of all, this thing the Bible calls forgiveness. So let's take up that question. Is Jesus or was Jesus crazy? This is what the Pharisees thought in John chapter 8. We're coming to the end of a big debate that he has been having. And they say this, Are we not right in saying that you are a Samaritan and have a demon? Later in chapter 10, after Jesus healed the man born blind, they say, He has a demon and is mad. At one point in his ministry, even his family said, He is out of his mind. So so why do people say this? Well, Jesus made claims that on the surface may sound a little crazy if they're not backed up by truth. For example, in verse 49, chapter 8, I do not have a demon, but I honor my Father. He's saying that he is the Son of God. Jesus claims that those who believe in him will even have eternal life. This is what really bugged the Pharisees. If anyone keeps my word, he will never see death. Of course, here he's speaking about eternal death because in other places he certainly acknowledged the reality of physical death. For example, in John chapter 11, whoever believes in me, though he may die, yet shall he live. Of course, Jesus firmly believed in his own death and prophesied it. But in this case, he's talking about something greater than all of that, eternal life itself. Jesus spoke of many things that were glorious like this. And he refers to that in a number of times in his ministry, and John records that in his gospel. Glory in the Bible doesn't just mean like shining light or something like that all of the time, but but rather the word glory literally means something that's heavy, that is something that's real, significant, lasting, The creation of the world was glorious. The healing and forgiving and saving of the world is glorious. Jesus healing people of diseases and casting out demons, that's glorious. And Jesus coming again on the last day. And even right now, here we are in this place, hearing the words of Jesus. That too is glorious. So Jesus gives an interesting answer to his questioners and those who were reproaching him and ridiculing him. 
Abraham, he said, rejoiced that he would see my day. And he added, before Abraham was, I am. Upon hearing those words, they picked up stones and tried to stone him to death. Because in Hebrew, the word I am is the same as the name Yahweh, the Lord, in the Bible. And he knew clearly what Jesus was saying. The most important truth of all, the most glorious and amazing and at the same time crazy, unless it's without support at all, that he is in fact the Lord, the creator of all things. So why should we not agree with the Pharisees that he's crazy? Why should we believe all of these things? Let me give you some reasons. When my daughter was a student at Metro East Lutheran High School, her uh, theology teacher was giving a test. I think it was a final exam. And I was helping her prepare for the test. Uh, the teacher had given them what, what the teacher called the four L's about Jesus. Uh, that people say, for example, that, that Jesus is a lunatic. That's kind of what the Pharisees were arguing here. Others have said, well, he's flat out a liar. And still others later, after Jesus' ministry, said he's a legend. But finally, there's this one last L that nobody can escape. And, and if we eliminate the first three, then we are left, last of all, with this, that Jesus is, in fact, the Lord. Well, let's take a look at each one of those briefly. Lunatic, again, this is what the Pharisees were saying. Others had said that as well. And yet, when you look at the New Testament and read and get to know Jesus in his words, you can clearly see he's not a lunatic. Teacher, people said at one point, we know you are true. At another place, when they were arguing with Jesus and tried to trap him and trick him with their words, uh, Jesus was able to turn things around, so much so that the Bible tells us they marveled. They marveled at Jesus' wisdom and his teaching. You can't accept 99% of what a person says, and then just because he claims to be the Son of God, say that he is a lunatic. Or what about a liar? If you look at Jesus' ministry and the ministry of the disciples, what are they all about but about the truth? They talk about the truth all of the time and they lived in the truth in all of their lives. You can't accuse them of being liars. Liars eventually are caught out when they continue in their lives like that. Or what about legend? The disciples, all of them died or suffered greatly for their confession of faith in Jesus. And people who do that are not doing that for the sake of a legend, but doing it because of what they truly believe that Jesus, in fact, is the Lord. So the New Testament, as we've said, many other messages and Bible studies, is not mythology, but it's simple, humble, straightforward, testimony of eyewitnesses, and by process of elimination, if by no, no other way, we can clearly see that Jesus is Lord. And this is the first creed that we find from Jesus. We said together the long Athanasian Creed, and we need different creeds and different explanations as people come up with uh, false ideas, so they have to be explained correctly. That's the reason for creeds. But the very first one of all is the one that Jesus gives us, that Jesus is in fact Lord. 
Now, here's another reason why Jesus is not crazy. There was a disciple, not directly of Jesus. You might, might say he's kind of the grandson of the disciples. He's, his name was Polycarp. He was a disciple underneath the apostle John. And he was martyred for his faith in Jesus Christ at the age of 86 years. When they tied him to this post and they were going to kill him, he said this, 86 years I have served him and he has done me no wrong. This is one of the greatest reasons as well to see Jesus, not just in what he taught, but especially in what he did and especially in what results when you follow Jesus in his teachings. Polycarp is right. He did me no wrong. Jesus is really the one that we can always say, it's all good. There's no thing, nothing that falls short. There's nothing that misleads us, nothing that hurts us in any way in our lives. He is the one who brings unconditional love and forgiveness to broken people like you and me and other people like we read in the Bible, Mary Magdalene and Zacchaeus, the tax collector, the woman at the well, several centurions, the thief on the cross, Peter who denied him, and many, many, many others. In all those cases, Jesus' love and forgiveness brought about a transformation of nothing but good in their lives. That's exactly what I've experienced in my life as well. And so this is at least two good reasons why I would follow Jesus and believe in him. Because again, read that he's not evil, he's not wrong, he's not a liar. There's no legendary truth about him, but there's real truth about him. He is the Lord as he claimed and as he showed in all that he said and did. And by following him, there can be nothing wrong. All is good. As I said, there were others who have said Jesus is crazy. In the early 1900s, this chief physician, I guess he was said to be, of Paris, wrote a four-volume book. I can't imagine how you could write a four-volume book titled The Madness of Jesus. I think there what we have is a case of a person who's rejecting Jesus and feeling the conviction and perhaps even the wrath of God for that and now trying to divert his uh, broken heart away from all of that and uh, throwing it back on Jesus. For the message of the cross, Paul said, is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. It may seem sometimes to be crazy to believe in these things, and yet, as you think about it, uh, you'll realize that really it's not Jesus is crazy, but the world that rejects him that is crazy. For there's, as I said, nothing but truth and good in him. And to follow him is salvation. In Jesus' name, amen. Please rise.